This episode of What Would Shay Say is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you are listening to my voice. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and it's free. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, with the episode. This is the Shea Audio Experience. What's up, you guys? It's me back at it again. It's episode three, and today I have with me Michaela. She's a lifestyle coach. She is a fitness coach, a TikToker. Thank you for being with me today, Michaela. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I'm excited for the questions. I met you through one of our mutual friends, photographer, and how did you know him? We met through another mutual friend, and then we just decided he was like, let's do a photo shoot. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, great. So we like ran around Venice and shot and ever since then we've done a few more photo shoots and he's become a good friend of mine. How Mm -hmm. did you guys meet? Same. Mutual friend. And we were speaking about the content that we had wanted to create. It's funny how doors open after you start meeting people. It's just a ripple effect. That's very true. Especially in LA, it's like a tree. Like everyone is Mm -hmm. connected through different branches and different... It's crazy, and it's crazy where you can meet people and the experiences that you can have and the connections you can make. I've been here for about four years now, and it's just, I look back and I'm like, how did I meet this person through this person and this person? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. How did you get into just starting to become a fitness coach? I know you had told me about it previously, briefly, but what made you decide, you know, this is just my passion, I want to help other people? I'm going to make a business out of this. So essentially, I moved here for like acting and, you know, more. Where did you move from? Connecticut. So far, you know, I live. What's there? there? Literally nothing. (laughs) That's why I left. There's nothing there for me. Boston is like an hour away. New York is like an hour away. But, you know, it's just there's there's nothing in Connecticut. You wanted the lifestyle. Yeah. And I never visited um, California before I moved. I came one time six months beforehand. And I was like, yep, of course, like this is the place for me. So I moved here by myself when I was 19, and I didn't know anybody. And uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll do acting, because I went to high school, like a arts high school, and I did theater. And then I got really into the music scene, like the EDM scene, and I was working in the industry for a while, and then... What were you doing? Um, I was doing marketing for a venue in Hollywood. <clears throat> so For like the EDM scene? Yeah, for okay. the EDM scene, yeah. So we were doing marketing and I was going to different festivals and then I got more into like the rave fashion side of things. So I was going to festivals to um, promote the festival and promote like rave wear brands and stuff like that. But you can't really make a career out of that. So I was kind of lost. I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really have any friends that I was like, okay, this is the career I want. You know, looking at other people's lives, I just wasn't really sure. Um, and then I met my friend Jen who is an online health coach and um, she was making a lot of money and she was working from home and she was you know running her own business and I didn't even know that this was a career before I met her so I started training with her because I was you know going to the I've been going to the gym for like I'm 23 now probably like seven years a long time since high school Um, and I've always been into fitness but I hired her as my health coach and 
So afterwards, I saw my body completely transform, my mood, my sleep, everything about my life had changed. And I was like, I want to make this big of a difference in other people's lives too. So she's like, do it, like become a health coach. You know, it's a great life and you know, it's hard work, but it's, it's good. So then one of her friends, um, he runs, he used to do health coaching and now he is a business coach for health coaches. So he like moved on from that and kind of moved up and was like, I'm going to coach other coaches. So I, um, invested a few thousand dollars. When you say, I'm so sorry to Mm -hmm. interrupt. When you say coach other coaches, can you elaborate more on that? Like, is he like trying to like help them with clientele? Is he trying to... So as a health coach, you know, we, um, we create workout plans and nutrition for people and everything like that. So we are health coaching other people. He is a business coach for health coaches. So he has an entire program on how to start your business. Um, you know, everything, the ins and outs, everything that you would possibly need every question. So how to be a coach for dummies basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. How to be a coach. And he has like a business section and then a nutrition section. So, you know, if you're not well-versed in the nutrition, he has that education too, but mostly about how to build a business and how to get clientele. So he doesn't like give you a list of clients and say, okay, he teach, he pretty much is giving you the puzzle pieces and telling you to build the puzzle, you know, to make the puzzle. So I hired him and within, you know, the first two weeks, I got five, six clients and I was like, okay, you know, this is, once you apply yourself, I was like, this can't, this can't be that hard once. I mean, it's very difficult, but once you kind of put your mind to it and if you realize you're that kind of person that can do things without somebody else hounding you and telling you, because I've never been good with like authority. So in my opinion, I was like, I can't work for somebody else my entire life. This is just not the life for me. And I think I could possibly be a business owner. So after that, I kind of got the confidence and um, that's pretty much how I became a health coach. So when you um, have your online coaches, I do know that there are other people like myself. I need in the gym coach, like telling me what I need to do how I need to do it or my nutrition. I need that um, personal connection. Do you ever have those online clients where they ask you, please come with me to the gym. I just need you to coach with me. Do you like doing the personal coaching? I do. It's definitely different than personal training. Um, Nothing against personal trainers, but it is definitely more of a um, connection when I'm coaching, you know, doing the online version. So I don't coach any men. It's just very different. I would, le- I leave that up to my guy friend coaches. Um, I focus on women and body recomposition. So I do have a few clients that are local. I'm sorry. Can you, can you elaborate what body composition is? So when you're doing body recomp, most women, you know, when we're in high school or whatever, they tell us to eat 1200 calories a day and to be in a caloric deficit which is when can you can you explain is, what to call yeah. it? because so, i know some people are going to be like what is she talking about yeah, it's foreign language what what does this mean i'm not supposed to eat that much am i supposed to eat more so when you know a caloric deficit is when they tell you when you're trying to lose weight to be in a caloric deficit so even if you sat in bed all day just breathing and not not moving at all your body burns about 1200 calories So anything you burn on top of that is a caloric deficit. So a lot of people, you know, when we're younger, they tell girls to eat 1200 calories because that will put you in a caloric deficit, which will keep you, you know, either at bay at your weight or losing weight. But that 1200 calories is about what a toddler should eat. That's not normal for Mm -hmm. a grown person. So when we're working on body recomp, I get a lot of girls who come from eating 12, 1300 calories and we eventually work our way up to somewhere around 1800 to 2000 
which is, you know, a normal amount for someone who is going to the gym four or five days a week, who's really, you know, or who's lifting heavy. Yeah, exactly. Who wants to run three miles a day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's not normal for us to think that a grown person should be eating 1200 calories a day. Mm. So, um, working on body recomp is training your metabolism essentially to kind of get acclaimed to this new way of eating. So you're eating like a normal person. And now when you start to eat, you know, 1600 calories plus your mood starts to change. You're more energized. You start waking up earlier. Um, you get better sleep. So it's not just the physical body and you're burning more calories. It's about your entire lifestyle. So that's kind of what made me a coach was that it wasn't just like, oh, my body's changing. My mood was changing. My sleep was changing. I was more motivated. You know, you feel like your whole cycle alone, just yeah. everything was connecting. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, came from in high school when I started like working out, a lot of girls that I deal with come from, you know, having eating disorders. So when I was in high school, I, you know, I had an eating disorder. And so that's what really made me start going to the gym. And what type of eating disorder did you have? So I had anorexia and bulimia and I hit, you know, I'm a tall person. I'm like almost five, nine. So being at the weight that I was at was not normal for someone. My height, it was very low. And I was eating like 600 calories a day, like at max, um, for like a year. And, you know, that's just not, it's not good what society puts into our brain. And so many girls that I, that I deal with come from that, even if it's been 10 years since they've had the eating disorder, they still have that way of thinking, you know, that eating 1200 calories a day. They have like the skinny girl syndrome, Mm -hmm, the fat girl syndrome. Yep, exactly. So that's why, you know, when I hired a health coach, I was like, I no longer care about being skinny. I want to have my body, you know, change shape. So getting my ass fatter and our tummy flatter, and that's pretty much, you know, what I work on with everybody. And it also just changed my mindset. There's, you know, there's days where body dysmorphia kicks in and I'm like, oh, I wish I looked like this. But for the most part now, I don't go to the gym and run on the treadmill for 30 minutes. I focus on, you know, strength training and getting myself strong and able to do certain things because it just changes your mindset, you know, as well when you start eating properly and going to the gym, not to get skinny, but to kind of get more fit, you know. When you say changing your mindset on trying to beat the, oh, I'm still fat or, oh, I'm still skinny phase, when you say that, are you elaborating on, oh, I know what I need to do in the gym. I already know like the like mathematics of things. Like if I eat, you know, sweet potatoes after I do a squat session, it's going to go straight to there. It's going to make my legs stronger. Is that when you say that, does that give you a peace of mind for that like skinny girl, fat girl syndrome to kind of to go away? Because you kind of already know, like if I just do this, it solves the solution to this. Yeah. And, you know, it's I took my I went home. I visited my mom back in um, December for Christmas and I went to the gym with her. We both have, you know, Apple watches or whatever. So it tracks your calories. And so doing like a leg day for me burns about 600 calories. And my mom was like, why did I just burn double the amount of calories in less time? lifting weights than I did on the treadmill cardio it's not bad cardio is not bad for you but if you're trying to lose weight and get fit cardio is not the way and that's why you know a lot of girls think that like being in a caloric deficit and doing 30 minutes of cardio is gonna give you the body that you want when in reality you have to have carbs and you have to have protein and you have to have a certain amount of grams of fat to keep your body you know energized because when you really start lifting you know they say to eat a pre-workout meal so like an hour before eat you know 20 to 30 grams of carbs 
to fuel your workout. Because if you're not getting that, then you're not, you know, there's no point. Mm -hmm. So that's why, um, you know, cardio is not bad. Like I said, do cardio afterwards, but don't just do cardio to try and like get skinny because that's a stigma that I think we have to break, especially with women. When you say lifting weights to, you know, get skinny, what can you give what kind of advice can you give to someone who is probably already active in the gym and she's not necessarily seeing the correct maybe deficit not so much uh, the activity but the deficit she's trying to accomplish what are maybe some like little tricks like maybe abs hot girl summer's coming up. okay everybody wants the abs but they're active in the gym uh, you know what what maybe small tricks can you uh let our listeners know So right before I hired a coach, the reason I hired a coach was because I was kind of at a plateau with my body. Like Mm -hmm. I was going to the gym. I was doing the same things in the gym every day and I wasn't seeing a difference. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then I started eating, you know, a little bit less. And I was like, I don't know what's going wrong. So fat loss, you can't target fat loss. And that's, you know, when you see the ads, it's like, oh, fit tea and get a flat tummy. You can't ever target where you're going to lose the fat. But most women lose fat in their upper body first and then their stomach and then their legs. So that's why usually women, if they have, you know, that's why women are shaped the way they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So honestly, the biggest result that I saw with abs was when I stopped doing like a circuit of abs every single day. And when I focused on tightening my core with all my lifts. So if I'm squatting, I'm tightening my core as hard as I can. If I'm doing, you know, a shoulder press, I'm tightening my core. And that is the biggest thing that I could say is that when you're when you're lifting and tightening your core, that will work better than any kind of ab exercises. Um, as of now, I do two ab exercises after my leg day and then one ab exercise after one of my arm days, and that is it. And um, so I saw a quote the other day that says, your body doesn't know how many reps you're doing, it just knows how hard you're trying. So as a coach, I give my uh, clients a certain amount of workouts and a certain amount of reps to do. So just say, you know, you're my client. I say, okay, do four reps of 10 squats. And, you know, you can do, let's say you do 50 pounds and you could do all 10 reps. I want, I would rather have a client do eight reps at 65 pounds than the full 10 at 50 pounds. Because your body is only knowing that it pushed harder and that you couldn't finish it versus, oh, I can easily do 10 reps. Because that's how your body's going to change. When you when you push so hard and you fail, that's when your body is like, okay. So that would be the biggest difference if you really want to start seeing change and you're kind of at a plateau, is that even if you think that you can't do the weight, like, you know, you're doing a leg press and you're like, oh, my max is 105. Put it on 115. See how many you can do. Even if you only do one, your body's like, damn, I pushed that hard, you know, for that one. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing in, you know, wanting to change your body. How do you feel about powerlifting? Powerlifting is good for many things. Um, I know it's mostly like a guy thing to do powerlifting, but you're, like I said, your body just knows how hard that you're pushing. So some of the workouts, so like I used to do, you know, regular squats and I would max like, let's just say 150, right? Mm -hmm. But when I'm like, so I would do 10 at 150, but now that I'm training my body a little bit differently, I'll do five at like 205. So that's squats or yeah, squats, anything like that. Like if I'm doing, um, so you'll start off really heavy first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of starting at like, uh, unless, you know, I'm just not feeling it that day and I'm like, all right, let me just do this. But for the most part, I'm like, okay, let me do a power lift of this, you know, or if I'll do like sumo deadlifts, which is, you know, keeping your back straight and lifting the weight up and you're focusing on 
kind of pushing into a wider the floor stance with, your legs. with the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So instead of you know, I'm like, all right, 80 pounds doesn't really feel like much. Maybe I'll just start that to kind of practice my form, and then when I'm really like counting the 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 sets that I'm doing. I'll be like, all right, let's start at 150, which, you know, last week I could only do four at. Let's see if I could do five. And if not, you know, regardless, I'm just going to add a little bit more weight. Um, As women, our legs are so much stronger than our upper bodies. So, like, for me, the max I've been able to do on... For, we're talking about a sumo sumo, um, lifts? So, for sumo, I can do, at this point, like, two-something. But for my arms, on my arm day, I feel like a weakling. But the most I could do on, like, a chest press is 85 pounds. You know, but last week my max was 65 and then I was, I was, I was able to do five at 65. So then I was like, all right, let's try 75. So did four at 75 and I'm like, all right, without thinking I'm going to kill myself, let's see what I can do at 85. And I could only do one, but that's okay because next week I'm going to start at 75 versus, you know, the 65 that I I know I can do five of. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's definitely a big difference. Um, when your muscles know that you tried so hard and then, you know, that's also why we focus on recovery days and working out more than four or five days a week. It just, you need at least two, three rest days, you know, in your week so your muscles have time to rebuild. Um, have you ever been to those powerlifting competitions? Have you been to like any of the physique yeah. competitions? How do you so feel about those? Do I have ever... a lot of friends who do it. Me personally, I don't think I ever would. Um, but I have so many friends that do it and it's so Never cool. say never, maybe? I know, never say never. But I, yeah, I have a lot of friends. Um, my trainer and good friend, she actually used to when she was like in high school. Like what does she do? She the, she does like the body competitions. The, which one? Um, she does, a, she did a few of them. There's a lot going on right now. I have a friend who owns a coaching company. So kind of like he started like me, but now he owns his whole, like a whole company. He has a bunch of coaches under him. So now instead of, you know, I coach very like normal people, he coaches only body competition competitors. So um, I always see like their stories when they're going to their shows and stuff. And it's such an interesting world to be a part of um, because, you know, they're lifting so much heavier than normal people. They're eating so much differently, especially like the weeks leading up. You know, they almost it's like they almost don't eat anything either because they're trying. Well, for the men's physique, it's like a lot of rice cakes and like random, like like lean, like just chicken with nothing and like boiled rice and definitely counting, like measuring every single thing that they put into their body. It's crazy. It's like chem class every day. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's like a science. You know, you have to do the math and you have to say, okay, this is how my body's going to be. And it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever do it but I applaud all my friends that do it because it is hard do you ever have like those clients where um maybe they have like a wedding or they're getting ready to go on vacation somewhere and they put the pressure on you like I need to be somehow this cut in a short amount of time is it possible or is it a a very uh, dramatic goal so, you know, sometimes I get girls who come to me before they even sign and they're like, I want to get skinny. And I'm like, I'm gonna tell you right now, unless you have the excess weight to lose and I'll let you know if you have it. Like, you know, some girls will be like, I want to lose 30 pounds. And I'm like, girl, you weigh like 140. In a short I, yeah, of time. I'm like, well, even in general, you know, I'm like, and, and like in a little bit, I want to focus on how the scale doesn't matter. But when girls come to me, and they're like, I want to be 130. And right now I'm 165. And, you know, in four weeks, like that's not going to happen. So, but when a client does come and they're like, hey, I have vacation in a month. I want to be, you know, a little bit more cut. I want to lose five pounds. I want to, you know, just more realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, they- so I'll say instead of doing like the body recomp. So usually we'll add calories every week because we're training metabolism to get acclaimed to the food. So sometimes, um, 
if that happens, if they're like, okay, I have vacation in three weeks, just say we have her eating 2,000 calories and we're having her eat, you know, 250 grams of carbs, 50 grams of fat, and 120 grams of protein. I'll say, okay, let's do a mini cut. So instead of going into a full cutting phase, I'll say, let's do a mini cut. So usually I don't have anybody do cardio starting out with me, um, just focusing on lifting. So if we're going to do a mini cut, I'll say, okay, let's reduce your caloric intake by 100 calories a day and let's reduce your carb amount by 30 calories or 30 grams um reduce your fat by 5 10 grams keep the protein at 120 and then add an hour of cardio a week so what about some of those clients that are already in the gym and they just need like guidance to get to their goals because there are a lot of people that do they're really very religious in the gym or they're just regulars in the gym and they're not maybe necessarily doing what they're supposed to be doing like correct like lifting the correct weights and they come to you is that goal or whatever goal they want to get to is it a little more realistic because they've already been putting in the work they just need to be um directed in the like a different direction I think that everyone kind of has a fair shot on, you know, getting the body that they want or working towards a goal. Um, I know like you were saying earlier, you know, you need someone in the gym sometimes to be like, go ahead and do it, you know. Um, So when we do our weekly check-ins, sometimes I'll have, I'll say, okay, pick three workouts and I want you to record your workout so I can make sure that your form is correct. Mm -hmm. So everyone has different needs. Um, Like I said, when I hired a coach, I was already in the gym most days a week and I just needed help on what to do. And focusing on one part of the body per day is a big thing. So sometimes girls will be like, I'm in the gym every day and I'm not seeing results, but they go in the gym and they'll do, you know, two machines for legs and then two on or arms. Or the same and, machine every day. Mm-hmm, yeah. They'll do the same machine every day and they'll, they won't focus on one part of the body per day, which is, you know, a big thing. So we, we usually split it up into four. We'll do uh, legs, booty and hamstrings, and then push and pull. So push is, um, your shoulders and your triceps and then your push is your I'm sorry your pull is your back and biceps so focusing on one part of the body per day is usually where girls or people in general have to change it up if they're not seeing results in the gym even though like I go every day what do you think about these um LA classes like the the bunda and the berries boot camp the hit classes I think you know high intensity interval training is great if you want to really like kick ass and sweat it out, I don't do cardio at the gym like after I after I lift unless I'm like in a cutting phase. But I do Soul Cycle like once every few weeks, mm-hmm. just because I I went earlier in quarantine. I made some friends, and the instructors are really nice. Sometimes so you're just, going more for the experience, mm-hmm, yeah, for the enjoyment, not, just to switch it up in your own workouts. Yeah, I'm like I want to sweat it out. I want to listen to music. I want to do whatever. So, you know, things like that are great, but I wouldn't rely on that for you know changing your entire body composition. Um, but it does put a dent. Yeah, I definitely would say, you know, all those boot camps and things like that, it's, they work, you know, they don't not work, but you have to have the proper nutrition and sleep and, you know, controlling your stress. There's so many other factors to changing your body that that's just one of them. And and they say that, you know, things like abs are made in the kitchen and working out is only, you know, 25% of the battle and mm-hmm. food is 75% mm-hmm. of it. So things like that do work, but I definitely wouldn't rely on only those kind of boot camps and things to get to a certain goal unless you know they're helping with other aspects of life as well like nutrition have you ever dated um a guy who does compounds if if you guys don't know what compounds are the um familiar word is steroids 
So I've never dated a guy that has done steroids, but I've seen it happen, like, in front of me, you know? Like, they, they like, put it in their butt. And, and they put it in their arm. Yep, yep, and they and they inject it. And it's scary to me. I don't like needles. Um, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes I guess you got to do what you got to do. I would never personally do it. I don't know. There's women that do do it. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know any women personally who do it, but I've, I've seen some of my guy friends do it, and I'm like... Um, but steroids are a hard thing, you know, as well. Cause I, I actually had a friend, she wasn't injecting them, but there are like pill versions. And she was saying that it immediately changed her mood. She was just angrier, more irritated Why? Um, all the time. Because of it the changes emo- em- hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It changes all the, you know, it changes, like you said, hormonal imbalance. It makes you, yeah, just a little bit angrier, more irritated and you're not, you know, it goes away really quickly too. The second you stop taking it, your body goes back to the way it was. And then you kind of are like, huh, I want to look like that, but I know that that's not possible. So you either have to take steroids for the rest of your life to look like that, or you have to be okay with looking like that for a short period of time and say, okay, now that I'm off steroids, I'm going to go back to the way I was. Maybe gain a little bit of muscle, but it's something that you have to keep up with and it's not, you know, I heard not it's ideal. also difficult to come off of it as well. Like there's phases where you need to maybe like cut down the dosage from every day to once every other day yeah it's hard to kind of quit cold turkey if you're doing something that has a lot you know if it's a really intense one if it's especially if you're injecting it you know that's in your bloodstream your body Mm -hmm. needs it um a lot of people that i know when they come off of it if they just quit cold turkey they get sick just because your immune system is used to one thing and then all of a sudden it doesn't have all whatever's in the steroid that they're taking um, so yeah, a lot, some people take steroids, you know, for competitions and stuff, which most of them are illegal for competitions, but to look a certain way or, you know, some guys will do it like just say, you know, like we were talking about earlier, if you're getting married or if you're going on vacation, it's great if you know, and you're aware, like, I'm not going to look like this when I come off of it. But a lot of people don't think about that. So yeah, definitely steroids are definitely crazy. How do you, what are your thoughts on a uh, women taking a creatine to uh, grow their legs and their glutes? I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Um, but there are things that you need to like watch out for. If you're going to start taking creatine or steroids, you need to take a blood test, make sure that your thyroid with is okay. With creatine too? Um, creatine is, is not as intense, but mostly with, with steroids or, you know, taking performance enhancement drugs. Um, usually if, is creatine gonna... a performance enhancement? Hmm. No, I wouldn't say so. No, because it's it's you know legal. It's fine. Like you're not gonna. They're not gonna test your blood before a competition and say, oh, you're taking creatine. Like you can't be here. So with any of your clients, when they ask you, oh, is it, since we're trying to grow in mass with our legs, is it? I mean, what are your thoughts on taking the creatine? It's kind of a, a last resort, and it's also like up to them. I would never say you know take creatine because we want you to grow your legs. But it works. Um, yeah, it definitely Or is it a works. short-term, like the compounds, is it a short-term? Kind of a short-term thing. Um, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. Well, so, okay, so would it be like a yo-yo effect if someone who was trying to grow their legs wanted to take the creatine only on the days that your female client is doing leg day? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely helps with your pump. Like, I used to never take pre-workout. Um, but when you take pre-workout, it makes the biggest difference in your lift and there are certain pre-workouts that are just so much more than other ones like there's this one um the picture because of the caffeine yeah the caffeine the the like the creatine levels everything that's in it um 
you know, and it all depends. I don't love the feeling of being cracked out and having like, you know, when your like leg is falling asleep and it kind of gets tingly. Mm-hmm. It that that's kind of how it feels like when you're lifting really heavy, you kind of feel it in your arms. Um, it all depends on like the feeling that you like. So you know, if creatine helps you with your lift, then like yeah, go go for it. But I definitely wouldn't suggest it. You know, to to be like this is how you build your legs. Take creatine. What are myth supplements? Hmm. You mentioned like earlier the, like green the, tea pills yeah. and stuff like that. So in high school, obviously they're basically laxatives. It pretty much, yeah, or hunger suppressants. So something like hydroxycut that was really big like ten years ago. Um, it's a hunger suppressant. So uh, some people like if they're on a cut, they'll smoke start smoking nicotine to you know a pen or whatever to like suppress their hunger. Something like hydroxycut is also you know a hunger suppressant. So yeah it kind of works but that's only because you're not eating as much it doesn't actually do anything for your body as far as like burning fat some some supplements you know they do promote um fat loss and help you burn fat a little bit faster um there's this one pre-workout and it's it just has you know it makes you sweat a little bit more in the gym instead of just like making that tingly feeling so yeah you're gonna lose a little bit more um, but yeah, things like the, the fit teas and stuff like that. It's literally a laxative. Yeah. What are, other than the fit teas, what are, what are the other myth, um, supplements? I'm trying to think of some, I see ads all the time on my, you know, Instagram and stuff because all my like ads are now health related and I just see so many scam products and I'm like, I want to, I, I like, I'm, I'm going to do a post I think this week on, um, kind of like a factor crap, like myth busting certain products because like we were talking about things like a tea, the only reason it works is because it's a laxative, not because it has something in it that makes you burn fat or like hydroxycut is a hunger suppressant and that's why it works. So majority, I would say like 99% of the supplements, um, you know, kind of use another excuse like, like a laxative to be like, this is going to help you lose weight. Um, but there are some things that promote, you know, they, like BCAAs, they have um, different nutrients in them. So a lot of people, especially when you're increasing your nutrition and you're getting more calories and carbs and protein, it, you kind of forget about getting like fruits and vegetables. So something like, um, a, a greens powder, you can throw that in your smoothie and it has, you know, five servings of greens. So something like that to promote more health, that is definitely worth it, but not, you know, not like a, like a fat loss pill. Okay. So fat loss pills, and tea, dietary teas. How do you feel about um, waist trainers? I I like waist trainers. I don't think... Okay. Do they work? How, how do you feel? I know there's a difference between a sweatband... Okay, yeah. ...and a waist trainer. We'll get to the sweatband because I have a, obviously questions okay. for that. Uh, yeah, definitely sweatband works. Waist trainer, it... I heard that it changes the shape of your ribs. Like, mm-hmm. if you wear it too much and if you wear it too tight and it, like makes you not breathe like later on it hurts your rib cage and you know your rib cage is protecting your lungs you don't want to mess around with that um i don't think waist trainers work it's not going to magically make your body into that shape um it's not going to push your fat into pee mm -mm, no i think there's some people that think that yeah it (laughs) it it's funny yeah i see some people in the gym wearing waist trainers and i'm like it if your body does change shape it's only 
It's kind because of like you're, a, you're, you're squeezing. Yeah. It's like a stress ball. You know, it, it holds that shape for like a second and then it goes back. That's, I would say waist trainers are kind of comparable to like a stress ball. Would you agree with me when I say, uh, that waist trainers, um, they squeeze the fat into other places that you don't want? No, I don't think no nowhere nothing is gonna put your fat somewhere else in your body unless you're getting like a BBL, mm-hmm. like unless the surgeon is in there taking the fat out of somewhere and putting it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It no. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweatbands. I do like sweatbands. Um, sweatbands are great. They're it it keeps it makes you sweat more in that area, and some of them have like creams that you can buy. Oh, so like I was gonna ask that. you that. So how do you feel about the creams? Like, do they work? Is oh, yeah, it something it makes, that? I will take off the sweatband, you know, just regularly. I don't wear it. I don't really wear it often in the gym anymore. Um, but Why were you uh, uh, using a sweatband? It definitely helps get your tummy flatter. I'm like now thinking, I'm like, I should start wearing that again. Um, because, you know, you're sweating so much in that little area and it's keeping the sweat in there, which is making you sweat more. Okay, so it helps, quote unquote, compound um, eliminate a little bit yeah it definitely I've definitely noticed a difference you know and you don't want it like too tight but when I take off the sweatband like, you, like it helps you with retaining out. water mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah because as women we hold a lot of our stress and everything like in our stomach area and you know we have like baby protectors essentially in there so we're gonna always have a little bit of that ma- layer. majority of women is always yeah the so my question is you were saying earlier um you were saying that you can't just like lose fat in like one area you have to like lose everything whole but when it comes to um water retaining it it kind of like contradicts the whole like you can't lose weight in a specific area because our bodies are keeping the water in one specific area so you're trying to target that one specific area to lose the fat but you can like target that area to lose the bloat yeah so if you're you know if you're like i want to do an entire ab day because i want a flat stomach it'll work a little bit right no you're not gonna lose weight in that area you're just gonna see more lines a definition yeah you're working on your abs so everyone has abs they're just under a certain amount of fat so you're not gonna lose fat in that area by doing abs you're gonna make your core stronger which is gonna make you build more abs and keep your abs stronger but you're not going to see it unless you're losing fat as well. So that's where like the sweatband comes in is it helps kind of, you know, when you're sweating, like in a sauna, you're getting all of those toxins out. So you're, mm. you're not as bloated. So the sweatband helps things like with, um, with bloating. Sometimes, Detoxing. Yeah. Like if I have a photo shoot or something, uh, sometimes I'll make my room like a little bit warmer at night and then I'll wear the sweatband at night and my stomach will be a little bit flatter in the morning. You know how like you have the morning skinny? Interesting. It'll like make it even, yeah. How do you wash your sweatband? I throw mine into the washer because I feel like no matter what I do yeah. by hand, it won't be as thorough enough. Yeah, if I like didn't sweat too much, I'll like go in the shower and I'll like wash it in the shower with like soap and water, but yeah, I'll just throw it in the washing machine every okay. chance I get. Um, yeah, because it gets gross. But yeah, those the creams that come with it. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessary, but it helps. Yeah, it helps. It's like so. What cup. what is the cream like? Is it like a silicone base that kind of like blocks your pores? It yeah. So it it, it kind of works like icy hot. So it feels. It kind of smells like it too, and it feels cold at first, and then it feels warm. So it makes you sweat even more, in in you know wherever you're putting it, and so it, you're keeping it in the band. So you like rub it on your stomach, and then put the band around you. 
and throughout your whole workout or whenever you're wearing it, it'll kind of, you know, the feeling goes away, but it still definitely makes me sweat a little bit more. How do you feel about, or what are your thoughts on um, uh, cavitation treatments? Or the lymphatomy massages? Oh, I, yeah, I've seen those a lot recently. I don't know, because I did some research on, like, cool sculpting and things like that, and... I do know cool sculpting is different from cavitation. Yeah, so cavitation is just when they, like, massage, right, and it, like, goes... Uh, well, cavitation is where they're, like, trying to break down the fat with the electric frequency. Uh, how do you feel about... I haven't really done too much research on that, um... Anything cosmic here? What what do you? If it works, yes. If it doesn't, no. In in short, I think that nothing is gonna work unless you're putting in the work. Put yeah, putting in the work. Or you've or you've inserted something there. Right, exactly. Yeah, unless you're getting it surgically removed or put somewhere else, Mm -hmm. or you know your things like cool sculpting. I know that they I've seen before and after pictures. It works and things like you're talking about. But it will come back. Like, if you're not, you know, if you don't do anything, they, they say the in cool sculpting, effect. like, you don't have to do anything different. You don't have to change your diet. You don't have to work out. It's going to come back, you know, things like that. They'll always come back unless you're like, okay, this is my jump start. This is going to get me, you know, a little bit closer to my goal. And then I'm going to do nutrition and working out and really focus on my body. Other than that, if you just continue doing what you're doing, it'll come back. What do you feel? How do you feel about um, meal prepping for like a whole week? I personally I don't like doing that. <laughs> I only like to do maybe like three days a week. Yeah, I can't do a whole week. It's. I feel like the so, food is, it just like loses its like yeah. nutrition for you. Yeah, and it's not as good. You know, things like chicken, it dries out and, you know, rice gets dry and, and vegetables, they kind of get But it's smell. okay f- to do. I, yeah, I do. Um, I typically do like two, three days at a time. But luckily, I, you know, I work from home, so I have the time to cook if I need to. But if I'm really like on the run or, you know, like the other day I had a photo shoot and I knew it was going to be around dinner time when I was leaving and it was like a two hour drive home. Um, I, the night before I cooked chicken and rice and then I like put it in a to-go container and took it with me. Mm-hmm. So I do it max like three days in advance. And sometimes, you know, I'll cook something like salmon and have that for four days, but I'll make sure like every day I'm like, okay, I already have the salmon cooked. Let me cook up some broccoli and rice or today let me do potatoes, you know, but the main like meat portion um, will be cooked. So whatever kind of takes the most time. What kind of uh, tips can you give our female listeners about uh, weak tips, like throughout the gym, like nutrition changes or something that you can like tell everybody and not specifically just one person? Because I know obviously everybody's different, but we need to have some tricks for the week. I the detox say... water every day or what? <laughs> so I take chlorophyll in the morning. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's, yes. Yeah, it's can you elaborate what that is? Yeah, so essentially it has um, very concentrated things like peppermint oil and greens and stuff like that. So you put a few drops in your water. Um, some people say it's kind of a scam. It's pretty much like drinking... Like you're like detoxing ten, your body? Yeah, it's like drinking 10 glasses of water, but in that one. So it's just helping detox your body, keep bloating down. I've noticed a difference in my skin. Um, so it's you know essentially like just drinking a lot more water than you actually did. Um, but that's not necessary. I would say main tips probably to make sure you're getting your rest days. And if you're going to the gym, go to the gym four or five days max. Make sure you're getting your rest days so your body has time to rebuild. Carbs are not your enemy. Carbs will give you the fat ass that you want and, you know, it won't make you gain weight in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as women, we need, as people in general, we need carbs to survive. It's fuel. 
Um, protein is a really big thing. As grown women, we need about 100 to 120 grams of protein um, a day. They say, you know, take your body weight and that's how many grams of protein you need. That's a lot sometimes for some people, you know. Um, so I would say 120 is a good spot to be at for protein levels. Um, and then drinking 80 to 100 ounces of water a day is the main thing. 10 to 12 cups a day is going to make the biggest difference. Um, you know, they say that, oh, drinking water is going to help your skin and this and that. It just really keeps your body running and detoxing and constantly getting the things out that you need. Um, unfortunately, you're going to pee a lot, but it, you know, your body gets used to it and you kind of learn, you know, it's your body's not retaining water as much because you're getting so much that you're not, your body's not like, hey, let's hold on to this as much as we can because we don't know when we're going to get water the next time. Interesting. You, when you talk about the drinking a lot more water, um, have you seen those at Liquid IV drinks? Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on those? I haven't had them, but it's kind of like the same thing as chlorophyll is that you're getting like ultra hydration and it's supposed to be okay so that's not like a scam or anything like that's that's like a last resort you drank the night before too much yeah or you're about to you know go play a baseball game and yeah things like Gatorade and the liquid IV and stuff like that aren't um they're not bad for you but they definitely aren't miracle workers but if you need you know the electrolytes and you're like like you said you drank the night before you're super dehydrated that's always a good lifesaver so Michaela we talk about hot girl summer you know the differences that you see when you're when you're with your clients and they're like really trying to get ready for the summertime is that the busiest time of the year like during the summer or like right before everybody like starts to go on vacation like during springtime so typically you know you think oh by april let's start working on it but a lot of people think that you know you're gonna get results very quickly and so you're like okay i have two weeks to get fit in june and you're like oh summer's already started the ideal time would be to start march most people for our busy season are may june beginning of july so when it's getting hot outside and everyone's like hot girl summer let's go to tulum let's go to miami i need to get fit in two weeks that's when we have our busy season um ideally starting by march because it they say that it takes 90 days to do anything. It takes 90 days to, you know, get to where you want. It takes 90 days for people to get acclaimed to um, something new, pretty much. So your body or, you know, when I went from posting festival things to fitness things on my Instagram, you know, my business coach told me it'll take 90 days for people to get acclaimed to it. It takes three months for the human mind to really process things. So, you know changing your lifestyle for the better in total will take about 90 days, you know, for longer results. How did um, COVID affect your business? So I actually started my business in COVID because before I was working in the music industry and I really had nothing to do with health and fitness besides the fact that I was going to the gym. So, you know, a lot of people um, either gained a lot of weight or lost a lot of weight in quarantine and focused on themselves. And either way, you know, totally fine. We all went through it. COVID was a really hard time. Um, but now people are like, we're going out again. We need to look good. Like we were talking about hot girl summer. So, you know, it really helped me form my business and let me know exactly what I wanted to do in life. Before I was very lost and now I'm like, this is what I want to do because it just changes people's lives, you know, for the better. Um, when so, did you have that aha moment where you're like, I want to make this into a business? I'm very passionate about the gym. I just want to do this. I want to help other people. So 
I never really thought about it. Like I said, I met my friend and she kind of introduced me to it. And that was September of 2019. Um, in September of this year or last year, 2020 is when I like broke up with my boyfriend, like got a dog. I like changed my whole life. Right. I was like, I'm an adult now. And that's when, um, and I got a COVID job. I was nannying for a while and that kind of triggered my mind to be like, I cannot work for anybody else. I can't listen to anybody else. I can't work a nine to five again. I cannot clock in. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And the only kind of business I ever thought about running, you know, was a, a health and fitness business. And because it changed my life so much, I've always wanted to do something that changed other people's lives. And I just didn't know what kind of sector to go into. I'm like, I don't want to go and build houses in a poor country. Like I want to change people's lives, but not, I just didn't know how. And, um, this was a great eye opener. So I would say September of this past year was when my life just changed for the better. And that's when I really was like, I'm going to have this business and there's no way I'm not going to succeed in it. Cause I'm going to put everything I have into this. I recently saw a interview that you or an Instagram live that you had done and you spoke about women empowerment and confidence, not only in the gym, but out of the gym. When you started your business during COVID, I'm sure that topic came up a lot with your female clients yeah how were you dealing with that not only with you trying to be confident you guiding your clients through their fitness journeys but how were you able to motivate them because you're not there you're not there to pat them on the back how are you how do you deal with something like that so i like to be very personal with my clients um i don't want them to feel like they have to hide anything you know, we do weekly check-ins where you do transformation pictures. So I'm seeing their body. I'm seeing how it changes. You know, I want to be as comfortable with them as possible. So And as connected to them as possible. Right. And, you know, there's only so much you can do over the phone. Mm-hmm. So I like to, when I, you know, first start talking to a, a potential client, we have a phone call. And then I like to do a Zoom call if they're comfortable with it. I like seeing the person's face. I want them to see me. and That you're not reactions. a psycho and you know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. I want them to see how, you know, the facial expressions I make. Because, you know, when you're texting somebody, you can't. You can't tell what they're You can't fully express what you want to say. Exactly, yeah. So I like to have a Zoom meeting. Um, and then with client check-ins, I don't just text them. So I ask, you know, the questions every week. Um, and then with my response to, you know, adjusting their macros and responding to their check-in, I send a voice memo or a video. So I can, you know, I'll record my screen, I'll screen share, and I'll, you know, adjust their macros and I'll tell them, um, you know, if they send me a video of their form, I'll say, I'll send a video back to, of myself correcting it. I'll say, okay, have a little bit flatter of a back, you know, open your leg, you have a wider stance, things like that. So I try to be as personal as possible, but you know, I do have some clients that want, they wish I could be there in the gym with them. Um, uh, but I try to be there as much as possible. So I have my notifications on for all my clients. If they're in the gym, you know, at 11 in the morning and they're like, Hey, Michaela, am I squatting properly? I answer them if I, if, you know, I always have my phone next to me now mm-hmm. within five, 10 minutes saying, Hey, you know, you look great or just have a wider stance correcting them. So I try to be there as much as I can without physically being there. Okay. When you were having your interview, what keeps you motivated to be confident outside of the gym? How can you define that? Confidence is a mindset. It has nothing to do with how you look. It's all in how you feel. If you think that you're the baddest bitch in the room, you are. Like, And confidence, is, I think, is the most attractive thing. You don't have to be the most attractive person, but if you are smiling and laughing and having a good time and you walk into the room like you own it, it makes the biggest difference. And it's, you know, it 
hires your vibration. It makes you a more attractive person just because people want to be around you. So kind of, you know, when, when I'm in the gym, I feel the best. I'm like in my cute gym outfit. I'm, I'm working on myself. But that all translates to, you know, when I go out, if I go out later that night, I'm mm-hmm. like, I put my time in this morning and I woke up early and I got my work done. And all of that, you know, makes really keeps my confidence up like mm-hmm. throughout the day, you know, um, confidence is a mindset at the end of the day. It has nothing to do with how you look at all and how you feel. What can you say to a girl that's just starting out? She's going to the gym. She she's made it to going to the gym, but she sees like the girls that have like the two pieces on and maybe like the big fat booty and or the abs or she's like maybe worried about how she looks when she's like working on it on a machine in one of those moments. What confidence tip could you give to her or what would you say to her? I would say don't ever compare yourself to anybody else because you don't know what's going on in their head. Um, And, you know, especially in in the beginning of someone's fitness journey, it's really intimidating, especially when you're a girl and you're in the weight room and you're like, I'm going to go grab my 10-pound dumbbells and there's a guy next to you using 100-pound dumbbells doing the same thing you are and you're like, kind of kind of gets discouraging. Even for Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, I feel, you know, sometimes I'm like, are these guys looking at me? But um, no, at the end of the day, don't compare your journey to anybody else's because eventually you'll get there. And, you know, it's tough, especially in L.A., seeing these girls like the cute gym sets and they have full face of makeup and like no hate. But like, you know, you're comparing yourself to them. And I catch myself doing that sometimes, too. But you just have to remind yourself that you are the only you and you'll eventually get there. If the person next to you is, you know, doing a shoulder press at 30 pounds and you're only at five, you'll eventually get there. You know, it just takes time. So patience is a big thing too and also I learned in my business course the most important thing is fake it till you make it if you see a fake it till you make it yeah oh that is my is that applied also in life (laughs) you have to fake it till you make it if you don't believe that you're this kind of person you're not going to become this kind of person right on you have to create another persona for yourself almost to like if you have these big goals like Mm -hmm. if you see this girl in the gym with you know the cute like gym shark set Go ahead, go buy the Gymshark set. Walk into the gym the next day with the Gymshark set and you feel great. Because if you if you feel like you look good, you just become more confident. So And you're going to perform better. Yeah, and like don't go spend thousands thousands of, excuse me, thousands of dollars on, you know, gym clothes. Amazon has some great options too that mm-hmm. are like dupes for expensive brands. But yeah, like if you don't feel confident in a t-shirt at the gym go ahead get a cute sports bra like it's definitely a big help when you feel great because you're you know you're looking at yourself in the mirror in the gym so have you ever dated any of like the guys from the gym not your clients necessarily (laughs) but are there the moments the the gym i feel like it's not the jungle for the men there it's some guys probably might approach you not you necessarily but like um so (laughs) i'm blushing um yeah, so, like, guys come up to me at the gym occasionally, you know, and it's whatever. Like, this this guy the other day was like, do you need help rocking your weights? I'm like, no, it's fine. I got it. And he's like, oh, well, my name's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I got it. I don't mind when people talk to me in the gym, but when they're, like, very much trying to hit on me, I'm like, ugh, I'm just trying to get my workout in. Have you ever seen a guy where you're just like, I want that guy to come talk to me? Yes, all the time. Really? I, like, you know, give the eyes, especially when we're wearing masks. But there, mm-hmm. I'm, there is this guy. He is a good friend of mine. And we've been... Friends for like three or four years, but we, he's the one who suggested this, uh, this gym to me back in September. So my heart's racing. <laughs> um, 
So we go to the gym together like every day. So that's that's a thing. Is he your gym buddy? Mm-hmm. Or is he your gym crush? Mm, I mean... I mean, you just said yes to the gym buddies, so you... <laughs> we're like, we've been friends for like four years, so it's complicated, but um, it's a situation. Okay, so it's not a friend situation. No. <laughs> okay. It's a... It's a is he like, a coach too? Mm-mm. No, but he's he's been lifting for a really long time. Yeah, he's a really good friend of mine, but we started like going on dates in like December. recently okay December, yeah so nice it's been, yeah but we we yeah okay <laughs> we hang out outside of the gym it's like okay. the gym thing yeah what can you um like tell a client if they're in the gym with you and they like somebody at the gym there's a few things you could do you i mean like, it goes back to confidence so yeah, fake oh, it till you make it uh, like if there's a guy by you know they have like the towel wash like where you can wash your machines if there's a guy by like a certain towel stand or whatever that like you think is attractive, go get the towel over there. Mm-hmm. Go wash your shit and like walk over like you have all the confidence in the world. Mm-hmm. Go get that towel from over there and like just give them a look and then mm-hmm. like go back to your little station. Or if there's like a weights over there by like another cute guy, you just walk all uh-huh. over there and just kind of. I recently had talked about in a previous episode that uh, I actually met one of my exes at the gym, but oh, really? I I went up to him. <laughs> oh yeah. Like we like sh- briefly. Um, looked at each other like you know exchanged looks for a whole year nothing ever came of it and one day I was like this fucker is not gonna ask me like on a date ask me what my name is introduce himself so I literally he was so damn shooketh when I was like hey this is my name if you're available you want to go get a drink and he was like on our date he was like I thought you were gonna ask me how many sets I had left on that machine and it was really funny um but yeah, girls in LA, I noticed don't make the first move. They yeah. don't. What sign are you? I'm a Taurus. Okay, yeah. So there are certain signs. Normalizing what your sign is nowadays. Literally. I went to I went somewhere yesterday where I saw a guy that I like went up to at a festival three years ago. And um, we're just friends now, you know. But when I went up to him at this festival, he was like, I thought you were going to ask me, like, I thought you were an undercover cop. Like, I thought you were going to ask me a weird question. Or like, like if we had drugs. LA, yeah, because he's like, girls in LA don't ever make the first move. But as, like, an alpha female, because you are too, like, you're a boss-ass bitch, I prefer it when I go up to somebody because I feel like I know that they have respect to, like, respect my time. Like, mm-hmm. at the gym, I'd rather go up to somebody else than them come up to me because I'm like, if you're coming up to me, like, don't bother me. You know, unless we've really been, like look giving looks for a while and you just know that the, you're either trying to be respectful or they're not trying to bother you mm-hmm. at the because i get it you're i feel like men are probably not going to go up to women at the gym because it's the gym and they're probably trying to get their pump on but they see that girl and they're just like oh, okay i'm gonna see her tomorrow and like never talk to her i i don't know like i think for me it kind of bothers me a little bit and it in a way where it's just like I mean, if you're not going to come up to talk to me now, like, what else are you not, like, what other move are you not going to make if I decide to go up to talk to you and ask you for a drink? That's true. That's, like, a catch-22, yeah, because it's, like, I want you to have respect, to, like, respect my time and space. Right. But, I mean, if you're interested, like, are you going to let me know, like, eventually if you are interested? I would give it, like, three or four times of seeing each other. Like, if you, like, it's, like, like, the guy the other day that came up to me. It was the first time he ever saw me in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the first time I ever saw him. Mm-hmm. He just, like, came up to me bold as hell, being like, do you need help with your weights? Like, no. That's also kind of offensive if any guys are listening. 
don't go and ask a girl because then it seems well, like no hold on me. for me i'd be like yes oh i'm lazy God, please no. do this for me oh, so I'm, then i can go and do it again and then you can help me again I what do you mean like, you think i'm a weak bitch like i'm i'm about to squat 205 i don't need your help carrying a 45 pound fucking weight over no for me i'd be like i wish someone helped me that way i can help you like you know guide you on where i need the weights unless and then i'll be like, like okay thank unless you bye. Like already past that point like don't like the first time you come up to me that that should not be the question you're asking unless we're like all right let's meet up at the gym let's hang out like let's you know lift together other than that no because like the guy that i was talking about earlier he is very strong and um so when i'm you know doing a sumo deadlift at 90 pounds he can do like 375 of course so when when we do like sets it's like me and then him because he has to like add all that weight on but he always like helps me you know take weight off and whatever i need but yeah, don't let that be the first question you ask a girl. Because I'm like, you're calling me weak. That's funny. I don't think of that. I think, yes, I need you're your like, help. Do it. <laughs> Please and thank you. So that way I can take them off and then you can have you put them back on. True. Maybe I gotta start looking at it that way. I need to preserve my back. <laughs> oh my God, back problems with lifting. Um, Michaela, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yes, of course. I had a great time. Thank you so much. <laughs>